For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100 plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. Hi, reader. Welcome back to Reading Bug Adventures, written, performed, and produced by all of us at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. This week, it's a bonus full-story episode of our volcano adventure. We've been hearing from fans across the USA and the world, both in person in our bookstore and by mail and email. You can send your art via email to talkback at readingbugadventures.com. If you can't make it in person to our bookstore, don't worry. You can shop from millions of book titles and gifts for kids and grown-ups, and even care packages at our bookstore website, thereadingbug.com. How about books delivered to your doorstep monthly? Find subscriptions at readingbugbox.com. Reading Bug Box is the only book box that includes a selection of books hand-picked by Reading Bug booksellers and personalized to the unique age, interest, and reading level of each reader. Okay, reader, are you ready for another exciting adventure with me and the reading bug? Then what are we waiting for? Let's fly! It's time for a reading bug adventure! It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Hi, reader. I'm so glad you could join us on another reading bug adventure. I've been waiting and waiting for the reading bug to arrive, but she is later than usual. She must have gotten really lost in her books today. Here I am, Lauren. Sorry I'm late. Where have you been? I was starting to get worried. You really need to pay more attention to the time. I am so sorry, Lauren. But please don't blow your top just because I'm a little late. I promise you that this adventure is going to be a blast. And look at who I brought with me, the spelling bee. Hi, spelling bee. Hi. The reading bug told me where we are going today, and I think you're going to be pleased and ash-stonished. Good one, bee. Blow my top? Blast? Ash-stonished? Are those words hints about where we're going today? They sure are, Lauren. We are going to visit an ash-stonishing place today that often blows its top. Can you guess where we're adventuring? Reader, what places do you know that blast and blow their tops and where there's a lot of ash? What about the launch of a space rocket? Rockets blast off and they blow their tops when the rocket detaches from the boosters after they provide the thrust that the rocket needs to escape the Earth's gravity. That's a great guess. But no, we're not going to a rocket launch today. Are we going to visit the Old Faithful Geyser in Yellowstone National Park? Old Faithful blows its top about 20 times a day when it blasts water and steam high into the sky. Geyser. G-E-Y-S-E-R. A geyser is an underground spring of hot water that sometimes erupts, sending steam and hot water gushing into the air. That's another very good guess, Lauren. We're not going to Yellowstone National Park today. 
But if you have any other guesses, I would lava to hear them. Bug, did you say lava? Lava, L-A-V-A. When hot melted rocks called magma, M-A-G-M-A, is pushed into the surface of a volcano, it erupts. Once the magma gets outside of the volcano, it is called lava. Reading bug, are we going on a volcano adventure today? Yes, yes, yes. You got it, Lauren. I guess my lava clue was a little too easy. But can you guess which volcano we're going to visit today? Which volcano? I, I don't know. I'll bet it is not one of the volcanoes we've already visited on our adventures. Reader, do you remember how we helped the people in the Colosseum in Pompeii escape before Mount Vesuvius erupted way back in 79 AD? We also landed on Olympus Mons, the largest volcano in our entire solar system, on our Mars adventure. But it's probably not that one either. That rules out two volcanoes, but we're going to need another hint if you want us to guess which one we're going to see today. Here's a really hot tip. We are going to explore a volcano that is located in the only state in the United States that was entirely formed by volcanoes. Reader, can you think of a state that was formed entirely by volcanoes? I remember reading that the state of Washington has seven active volcanoes, including Mount St. Helens, which last erupted in 2008. Can you think of another state with lots of volcanoes? Alaska is our biggest state, and it also has the most active volcanoes, 141. But I don't think that either Washington or Alaska was formed entirely by volcanoes. Hmm. I'm afraid we're going to need another hint. Okay, here's one. The volcano we're going to visit today is located in a state that is in the Ring of Fire. The Ring of Fire? Yikes! I don't know what the Ring of Fire is, but it sure sounds scary. There are over 1,500 active volcanoes in the world. An active volcano is a volcano that has recently erupted and may erupt again soon. The Ring of Fire is a horseshoe-shaped area in the Pacific Ocean that got its name because it has more exploding, active volcanoes than any other place on Earth. Oh, so that means we must be going to a state that is located somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, and there's only one of those. Reader, do you know which state is located in the Pacific Ocean? Hawaii! Hawaii is the only state that is made up of islands, and the Hawaiian Islands are located in the Pacific Ocean. So, Bug, is Hawaii the state that was formed entirely by volcanoes? Yes, yes, yes! Hawaii consists of six big islands and lots and lots of smaller ones, too. And all of the islands that make up the state of Hawaii were formed by volcanoes. I love Hawaii, but we've already been to Hawaii twice. First on our ocean adventure, and then again on our superhero adventure. Aren't there other volcanoes that are closer to us? Or that are located in places that we haven't visited yet? Maybe you'll be able to guess why I chose Hawaii if I tell you the names of some of the books in my book bag. First, there is Pele and Hiaka, A Tale of Two Sisters, retold by Dietrich Beres. Pele, P-E-L-E. Pele is the goddess of Hawaii's volcanoes. In some stories, Pele is also referred to as goddess of hula dancing. Some of the other books are Maui Hoax the Island by Gabriela Hule, Pele and Poliahu, A Tale of Fire and Ice, retold by Malia Collins, and Hawaiian Myths of Earth, Sea and Sky, by Vivian Thompson. M-Y-T-H, myth, is another great word. People all over the world have always been curious about what causes natural events like earthquakes, tornadoes, stars, fire, wind, and volcanoes. In long-ago times, they created fabulous stories called myths 
to explain these natural events. So, are we going on a volcano adventure in Hawaii to learn more about the myths that ancient Hawaiians created to explain what makes a volcano blow its top? That's right, but that's not all. We're not only going to learn Hawaiian myths about volcanoes, we are also going to learn about the modern science of how and why volcanoes erupt. That's why Reading Bug invited me to join on your adventure today. Whoa! Who are you? And why did you sneak up on us like that? Oh, I'm sorry. I really didn't mean to frighten you, but my friend the Reading Bug invited me to come along today, didn't you, Bug? Yes, I sure did. I was just about to tell everyone that you were coming with us. Kalama, let me introduce you. This is Lauren, the spelling bee, and our reader friend. Kalama is a friend of mine, too, and she's a volcanologist. Gesundheit. Volcanologist. V-O-L-C-A-N-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. A volcanologist is a scientist who studies volcanoes and how and why they erupt. That's right, B. I work at the Center for the Study of Live Volcanoes at the University of Hawaii on the Big Island, where I study volcanoes. I was born and raised in Hawaii, so I also know a lot about Pele and the ancient Hawaiian myths about volcanoes. I was so excited when the reading bug asked me to be your guide today on your visit to the Big Island to learn more about volcanoes. And you can imagine how excited I was to find a volcanologist who could explain both the science and the mythology around Hawaiian volcanoes. Kalama, you told me there are four volcanoes on the Big Island. Mauna Loa, Kilauea, Kohala, and Mauna Kea. Have you decided which volcano you're going to take us to see today? Oh yes, we're going to Kilauea. Kilauea is the only volcano in Hawaii that is erupting right now. Tourists visit Kilauea every day to see the ash and fiery lava inside the Hale Mau Mau, the crater, at the top of the volcano. Hale Mau Mau is also an important part of Hawaiian mythology because our ancestors believed that Pele lived in the crater. But we won't be going just to see the eruption at the summit. We're going to visit the Kazumura lava tube inside the volcano. Wait a second. Did you just say that we are going to go inside a volcano? A volcano that's currently erupting? Won't it be really dangerous for us to go inside a volcano when it's literally blowing its top? Yes, Lauren, of course it would be dangerous if hot lava starts to flow down the mountain, but right now the eruption at Kilauea is confined to inside the Halamaumau crater and there isn't any indication that the volcanic activity will balloon and spill over the crater and onto the mountain. Right now, it's so safe that hundreds of tourists walk around the edge of the crater every day to see the eruption. Before we go to the top of the mountain, I'm going to take you into the lava tube caves that are inside the mountain, so we'll be much further away from the eruption than the tourists who are walking around the crater. We may be safe from the volcano, but caves are still dark and creepy. And don't wild animals live inside them? Caves are dark, but not many animals live within the lava tubes. Occasionally, an animal like a rat or a bat might wind up inside the lava tubes, but they don't stay there long. In fact, the only animals that live in the lava tubes are spiders and insects and other small critters that won't hurt us. So what do you think, Lauren? Are you ready for some spelunking? S-P-E-L-U-N-K-I-N-G. I just love that word. Splunking is the exploration of caves. That's right, little bee. Lauren, I really want to see the eruption at the summit. Kilauea is one of the only active volcanoes that are currently erupting. We may never get a chance to see an erupting volcano again. I think we should do what Kalama recommends and explore the lava tube caves that are at the bottom of the mountain first. Don't you, reader? 
Bug, you're the one who invited Kalama in the first place. Let's do what she says and start with some spelunking before we get anywhere near the flowing lava. I guess I've been outvoted by the rest of you, but as long as we go fast, we can make it to the summit too. I'm in. Let's get started. Not so fast, Bug. Before we get started, we have to stretch, remember? Let's all stand up, unless you're in your bed or buckled into your car seat, and stretch our arms way up over our heads. Very good. Now, wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Thanks, Lauren. That felt wonderful. I'm starting to feel stretched out and ready to go. Great. Now can we go? Yes. Now we can go, Bug. Okay. Spelling Bee, are you ready to cast a spell to get us started? Reading Bug, if you don't mind, I have an idea for one more fun Hawaiian exercise. Another exercise? Is it fast? I promise I'll make it fast, Bug. Pele is the Hawaiian goddess of volcanoes and fire, and she is also regarded as a goddess of the hula dance. So, in preparation for our visit, why don't I teach you a few hula steps? Kalama, I'm not sure we have time for that. And anyway, ladybugs don't do the hula. I think a little hula dancing sounds great. Let's do it. Bugs may not hula, but this bee would love to learn. The basic hula moves are pretty simple. Let's start by placing our hands on our hips with our feet about a foot apart from each other. Great. Now, bend your knees a little, just like this. Excellent. Now, let's take four steps to your left and then back four steps to your right, remembering to keep your feet apart and your knees bent. Very good. Keep on taking four steps to the left and then four steps to the right, in time with the music, just like I'm doing. Now, start swaying your hips just a little bit as you move back and forth, back and forth. Really good! You're natural hula dancers, especially you, B. Thanks! And Reading Bug, I know you said that ladybugs don't dance, but I see you moving too. You were born to hula dance. Ha! <laughs> you caught me. I can't resist learning new things. Now, let's add some arm movements. As you take your four steps to the left, stretch your arms straight out to the left, and bend your right arm across your chest, pointing in the same direction. Then, when you take four steps to the right, switch your arms so that your right arm stretches straight out to the right and your left arm is bent. Excellent! Keep going, just like that. Like this? Yes! Now we are ready to add our hula hands. Just wave your fingers down, up, down, up, down, up, as we continue to take our four steps to the left and then four steps to the right. Congratulations, you're hula dancing. Thanks, Kalama. That was really fun. It was really fun. Thank you. But now we really need to start our magnificent volcano adventure. <laughs> Before we go, did you remember to bring your crayons and paper? You can decide what you want to draw, capturing the most important parts of our adventure for your friends and family to see when we're done. You can draw anything you want and create a story that's all your own. If you didn't remember paper and crayons and want to get them now, don't worry. Just press pause or have a grown-up do it for you. 
We'll wait right here for you. Okay, okay. Can we finally get started on this adventure? I'm starting to think we'll never make it up the top of the mountain to see the lava today. Spelling Bee, can you quickly cast a spell for us to get started? Of course I can. The only thing I like better than spelling is casting spells. Magic Book Bag, today we want to explore what makes volcanoes bubble and roar. Take us to Mount Kilauea to see its current volcanic activity. But first let's spelunk down below and the lava tubes inside the big volcano. Perhaps we'll meet Pele, who lives in the crater, but if we do, use your magic to restrain her. From getting so angry, she starts an eruption with fiery lava that could cause great destruction. Look, reader, the reading bug is opening her book bag, and it's growing bigger and bigger, until it's big enough to fit us all inside. Oh, and look! Inside the bag, I can see all different kinds of volcanoes. Some are shaped like upside-down ice cream cones, while others look like enormous shields that warriors have laid to rest on top of vast expanses of land. Those volcanoes are called shield volcanoes because of their shape. Shield volcanoes are formed when lava flows gently and slowly from vents, filling over the crater and spreading outward, sometimes for miles and miles. All the volcanoes in Hawaii are shield volcanoes. What do you call the volcanoes that look like upside-down ice cream cones, then? Just like the shield volcanoes, their name describes what they look like. The cone-shaped volcanoes are called cinder cone volcanoes. They're formed when volcanic ash and cinders travel through a vent in the ground and shoot up outward of a crater into the air before falling back to Earth. Look! Some of the volcanoes in my book bag have fiery tops with red-hot lava streaming down their sides. But others are covered by white snow caps. I see volcanoes with pointed tops and volcanoes with bowl-shaped tops. The slopes of some of the volcanoes are covered with grass and trees, but the sides of the others are covered with black and gray rocks. I see a beautiful woman dressed in a red mumu and wearing a crown of red flowers on her head. She has long black hair and she's holding a flame in her bare hands. I wonder how she can do that without burning herself. That must be Pele, Bug. Let's not forget all those luscious, long, and lovely words that are floating around in the book bag. Geology, tectonic, lehua, amakihi, ohelo, troglodyte, and many more. On the count of three, let's hop into my book bag. Come on, everyone. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? Here we go. The book bag is taking us up, up, up into the sky. I can see our homes, our schools, our parks, and I can even see the bright green awning of our favorite bookstore, The Reading Bug, right down there in the bustling town of San Carlos. Now we're floating over the beautiful green hills that separate San Carlos from beachside towns like Half Moon Bay, Santa Cruz, and Pacifica. I see white sand beaches dotting the coastline nestled between rocky cliffs that plunge into the Pacific Ocean. Look at all that ocean stretched out in front of us, reader. It goes on for miles and miles and miles. Oh, look! Do you see those small dots of land in the ocean way up ahead? Those must be the Hawaiian Islands. There are six big ones. The island of Hawaii, which is also called the Big Island, Maui, Lanai, Oahu, Kauai, and Molokai. 
but I also see lots and lots of smaller islands sprinkled around the big ones. I read there are 130 small islands in the state of Hawaii in addition to six big ones. Oh, hey! Watch out below and hang on tight! It looks like our book bag is coming in for a landing on the big island! Oh! I'm pretty sure we didn't land on a sandy Hawaiian beach because that wasn't exactly a soft landing. I wonder where we are. Wherever it is, it's pretty quiet. All I hear are birds and crickets. Like always, there's only one way to find out where we are. Let's climb out of the book bag and take a look. Wow. It's so lush and green. We must have landed in one of Hawaii's tropical forests. Great. It looks like we landed exactly where I was hoping we would, in the Puna Rainforest. The Puna Rainforest is a large lowland rainforest located along the eastern side of the Kilauea Volcano, and almost all of the 110 entrances to the Kazumura Cave are located in the Puna Rainforest. Yes, now we can see that we are definitely in the Puna Rainforest. If you look west from here, there is a reddish glow from the top of the mountain over there. Can you see it? That's the eruption at the summit of Kilauea. I think I see it, but it's pretty far away. Here, take a look at it through my binoculars. Oh, yes! Thank you, Kalama. Now I see it. There's a gray cloud at the top of the mountain, and I can see sparks in the cloud coming from the top. It almost looks like there's a sparkler buried inside the cloud. That's a good way to describe how it looks right now. But at night, the glow from the eruption lights up the entire sky. I can't wait to see the eruption. I sure hope we have time. Reading bug, we'll try. But can't you just enjoy this part of our adventure right now? If we can't make it to the summit, we can always come back for another volcano adventure. Kalama, can you tell us what causes a volcano to erupt? I'd love to, but in order to answer your question, I'll have to teach you a little geology. G-E-O-L-O-G-Y. Geology is a field of study that includes the study of the layers of the Earth. The Earth has layers? Like a cake? Yes, like a cake. The Earth has four layers, the crust, the mantle, the outer core, and the inner core. When the Earth formed 4.5 billion years ago, the heaviest substances sunk to the middle of the Earth and formed the inner core. The inner core is like a solid lead ball that is about 1,500 miles thick. It's also very, very hot. In fact, the temperature of the inner core is as hot as the surface of the sun, over 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. As hot as the sun? Does anything live in the inner core? Oh no, Lauren. It's way too hot for any plant or animal to live in the Earth's inner core. So the first layer, the one in the very center of the Earth, is the inner core. What's the next layer? The next layer is the outer core. It wraps all the way around the inner core and it's almost as thick and hot as the inner core. I read that the inner core and outer core are made of the metals, iron, and nickel. The two cores spin and create magnetism, just like a giant magnet in the center of the Earth. That's right, Reading Bug. The magnetism protects the Earth from dangerous radiation from the sun. It's also what makes our compasses work. So, the inner core is in the center of the Earth, and the outer core is the next layer and wraps around the inner core. What's the third layer? The next and thickest layer of the Earth is the mantle. It's heavy and very deep. It makes up 85% of the Earth's volume. And the last layer is the crust. That's where we live. It's a very, very thin layer that rests on top of the mantle. I read in Volcanoes by Gail Gibbons 
that if the Earth was the size of an apple, the Earth's crust would be about as thick as the skin of the apple. Does the crust wrap all the way around the Earth, just like the skin of an apple wraps around the inside of the apple? That's a funny way to think about it. But the crust of the Earth is actually pretty different than the skin of an apple. An apple skin is one continuous covering that usually doesn't have any holes or rips in it. But the Earth's crust isn't continuous. The crust is a bit more like the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle that fit together to cover the Earth. The pieces of the puzzle are many giant pieces of rock that we call tectonic plates. What made the crust break into pieces? The slow, constant movement of the mantle is what has broken the crust into pieces. The movement of the mantle is caused by the heat from the inner and outer core. When the heat rises, it moves the mantle beneath the crust before it spreads sideways and cools. When the mantle cools, it sinks again. When the movement in the mantle causes the tectonic plates to push against each other, they create mountains. And when the plates pull apart, they create valleys. Okay. So now we know that the Earth has four layers, the inner core, the outer core, the mantle, and the crust. We also know that the crust is broken into large pieces of rock called tectonic plates. But I still don't understand how all of this relates to my question about what causes volcanoes to erupt. I'm getting to that. You see, sometimes the tectonic plates crash into each other and one plate slides under the other. That crash creates tremendous heat and pressure that causes some of the rocks in the mantle to melt. And the liquefied hot rock that is produced is called magma. Magma. M-A-G-M-A. Because the magma is not as dense as the solid rock that surrounds it, the magma starts to rise up toward the surface of the earth. When it reaches an area where the rock layers above it stop it from moving further upward, the magma collects in a large pool that geologists call a magma chamber. As the pressure in the magma chamber builds, it creates a volcano, an opening through which magma, hot gases, and other materials erupt. Magma that flows out of the vent onto the surface of the earth is called lava. That's the scientific explanation of what causes a volcano. You said that ancient people created stories or myths to explain how volcanoes were created. Can you tell us more about those stories? The ancient Romans believed that Vulcan, the Roman god of fire, controlled volcanoes. In fact, the word volcano comes from Vulcan's name. At about the same time, 2,500 years ago, here on this side of the world, people who lived in the Tahitian Islands began a journey by canoe to Hawaii, where they became the first people to live here. Those very first Hawaiians created their own myths to explain the volcanoes they found on their new island home. They said that Pele, their goddess of fire, came with them to Hawaii. Pele's mother was Hamea, the earth goddess. Her father was Kanehoelani, creator of the earth and the heavens. And her older sister was Namaka, the goddess of the sea. According to legend, Namaka became furious with Pele when Pele dug her first fire pit and red gold lava boiled up from within the earth and ran down into the ocean, killing hundreds of fish. Namaka demanded that their oldest brother punish Pele, but when it became clear that Kamoho could not control Pele, they told Pele that she would have to leave Tahiti. Did that end the argument between Pele and Namaka? It did not. Namaka was still furious with Pele for killing the fish, so she followed Pele to Hawaii. Every time that Pele opened up a crater for her volcanic fire on one of the islands, Namaka sent waves to put out the fire and force Pele to leave. 
Pele finally reached the big island where she settled in. However, even to this day, Pele's fiery eruptions from Kilauea flow hot and thick until they reach the sea, where Namaka uses her powers over the ocean waves to extinguish them. That's a fantastic story, Kalama. Are there more myths about Pele? Oh yes, there are many, many more stories about Pele. How about I tell you my favorite one, the story of Pele and her sister, Hiaka. Oh yes, please. You might want to practice your hula dancing while I tell it to you. Long ago, Namaka forced Pele to leave Tahiti. She fled with her sister, Hiaka, to Hawaii. Pele settled in the crater of Kilauea, while Hiaka lived in a grove of red lehua that sprang up when the lava cooled below, in the shadow of Pele's fiery volcano. Hiaka met a dancer named Hopoe. They lived and danced together every day. One night, while Pele slept, her spirit left her body and followed the music of hula pahu drums to Kauai, where she fell in love with a chief named Lohio. Pele wanted to stay with Lohio, but she knew she had to go. As she departed, she promised her handsome Romeo that Hiaka would return to lead him to Pele's home. When Pele arrived on the big island, she ordered Hiaka to fetch her lover. Hiaka reluctantly agreed, but only after. Pele swore she would not harm Hopoe or destroy the grove of Red Lehue. As she left her Lehue grove, Hiaka sang to Pele, Believe in me, and I'll believe in you. You lava me, and I lava you too. While I am gone, you have promised not to blow your top, so when you need to make your angry feelings stop, remember that I'll always lava you. Hiaka fought a monstrous Mo'o as she searched for Chief Lohio. After many months she finally arrived, only to find the Lohio had died. Hiaka restored his life with her magic power. But back at home, Pele's mood had begun to sour as she waited for months all alone. Her anger began to grow and grow until one day in a fit of ire, she set Hiaka's grove on fire. Even then she could not stop. She lost control and blew her top. And when her top was completely blown, she turned Hopoe into stone. When Hiaka returned home, she saw the blackened boughs and realized that Pele had broken all her vows. In her sorrow, Hiaka sang to Pele, We vowed that you'd believe in me, and I'd believe in you, that you'd always lava me, and I'd lava you back too. But while I was gone, you blew your top, and even then, your anger did not stop. You destroyed my beautiful Lehua Grove and turned my friend Hopoe into stone. But despite all that you have put me through, I'm your sister, and I still lava you. Remember that I'll always lava you. Believe in me and I'll believe in you. You lava me and I lava you too. Don't blow your top. Make those angry feelings stop. Lehua's friend Powell then told Pele how Hiaka had brought Lehua back to life. When Pele heard those words, she was astonished and ashamed. Yaka admitted that on their long trip to the big island, she and Lehue began to fall in love, but they did not act on their feelings until Hiaka discovered Pele had broken her vow to protect Hopoe. By then, Pele had fallen in love with Powell. 
she realized that she had been wrong to lose faith in her sister and she apologized for her actions. Although Hiaka forgave her, Hiaka decided to return to Kauai with Lohio. As Hiaka and Lohio left the big island, the sister said aloha and sang, Believe in me and I'll believe in you. You love me and I love you too. Don't blow your top. Make those angry feelings stop. I love you. And you love me too. story. Did Paley live up to her promise to make her angry feelings stop? Well, she has been trying to ever since. And most of the time, she is successful. The number of volcanic eruptions in Hawaii has declined over the years. Kilauea, Paley's home, is still erupting, but like her temper, it is mostly under control. As long as the eruption does not overflow the crater, the hot lava does not hurt anyone or anything here on the island. Now that you've told us about the science and Hawaiian mythology about how volcanoes are created, I'm even more excited to explore the Kazamura lava tubes. We've got a lot to see today, so let's get started. First, we'll be hiking through the Puna rainforest to an entrance to the lava tubes. There are over a hundred entrances to the lava tubes, but they are all on private property in the rainforest. Visitors aren't allowed to use these entrances unless the owner of the property on which the entrance is located agrees. Lucky for us, one of my friends owns property nearby with an entrance to the cave. All we have to do is take a short walk through the rainforest to get to his property. It's not far, so let's get going. If you have any questions as we walk through the forest, feel free to ask me. It's so lush and green here in the rainforest, filled with ferns and trees and bushes that are covered with a lot of red, violet, yellow, and orange flowers and fruit. Kalama, what are these beautiful trees? The leaves are dark green and oval-shaped, and the bark on some of them is silver-gray and shredding, sort of like a eucalyptus tree. The trees all look the same, and most of them have scarlet-red blossoms, but some of them have orange flowers, and others have reddish-orange, purplish-red, and yellow flowers. The flowers don't have petals like a rose or a tulip. Instead, they look like fluffy balls, sort of like a dandelion seed puff. Have you ever made a wish as you blew all the seeds of a dandelion seed puff? It's supposed to make your wish come true. Those are lehua trees. They are the most common trees in Hawaii. Lehua trees are very durable and can grow in rugged, barren environments, like areas that have been covered by recent lava flows. Aren't they beautiful? Didn't you tell us that Pele's sister lived in a lehua grove at the bottom of Mount Kilauea? That's right, reading bug. Hiaka and her friend Hapoe lived right here where we are walking in a grove of red lehua trees which reminds me of another legend about Pele and the lehua tree. According to this legend, Pele made a handsome warrior named Ohia. 
She asked him to marry her, but Ohia only had eyes for a gentle beauty named Lahua. This, of course, made Pele so furious that she transformed herself into a giant pillar of fire and turned Ohia into an ugly gnarled tree. That's not very nice. Well, Pele does have a very hot temper. Now, Lehua learned what had happened to Ohia. She begged Pele to return Ohia to his human form. Pele refused, but the other gods took pity on Lehua. They changed her into a beautiful red flower, which then they placed on the ugly tree so that Lehua could be with Ohia forever. Hawaiians believe that as long as the Lehua flowers remain in the trees, they bring lovely sunshine to the islands. But if the flowers are taken from their home on the trees, Lehua's tears will fall in the form of rain. What a beautiful love story! Kalama, what are these beautiful bushes? They're covered with green oval-shaped leaves and loaded with the most beautiful shiny red berries that are about the same size as blueberries. Oh, those are ohalo bushes, Lauren. Like Lihua trees, ohalo bushes can grow on lava-covered land after a volcano erupts. They have bell-shaped flowers that ripen into the fat, round red berries that you see. The berries taste, I mean, they look delicious. I hope we can eat some. Ohalo berries are often called Hawaiian blueberries because they are sweet and they have the same texture as blueberries. But I don't think we want to eat any of them, at least not yet. There's another Hawaiian legend about ohalo bushes. Would you like to hear it? Oh yes, please tell us. When Pele's sister was nearing her death, she asked her son to bury her inside the Hane Mau Mau crater on the summit of Kilauea. Kolo told her son that the crater was her grandmother's belly button. Her belly button? Kolo's grandmother must have been a giant. Her son did as Kolo asked. She changed Kolo's body into the red-veined leaves and slender gray-brown branches of an ohalo bush, which Kolo then placed in the crater at the top of Mount Kilauea. That's why the ohalo bush is considered to be sacred to Pele. I recommend that you don't touch the ohalo bushes or pick their fruit because Pele really doesn't like anyone fooling around with her ohalo bushes. In fact, another part of the myth says that Pele places a curse on those who eat ohalo berries without paying tribute to her. Uh, curse? Uh, reading bug, do you think Pele would really curse someone who may have had a little tiny taste of one or two of those delicious, uh, I mean beautiful berries? I'm not sure I'd want to find out. Like Kalama said, Pele has a really hot temper. Um, yeah, hot temper. Do you hear those birds singing? I think it's the small yellow birds with black bills and brownish black eyes that are sitting in the tree above us. I hope they don't eat ladybugs like me. Those birds are called amakihi. They are one of the most common birds in Hawaiian forests. Amakihi are also called honey creepers. I know why amakihi are called honey creepers. It's because just like us honeybees, they love to go from flower to flower, sipping nectar from each one. That's right, Bee. Do you know why some of the amakihi are bright yellow and the others are yellowish green? I bet the bright yellow ones are males and the duller yellow green ones are females. Is that right? That is right. I read that male birds are usually more colorful than females because they use their colorful feathers to attract a female partner. Female birds are less colorful because they are the ones that lay the eggs and usually take care of the baby birds. Their duller color makes it more difficult for predators to see them, so it helps keep them and the baby safe. Oh, hey, I just spotted someone I'd like to introduce you to. Over here, look closely. 
The little guy sitting on the back of this leaf only lives in Hawaii. Is that a little bug? Take a closer look, Lauren. Can you count its legs? There are eight of them. Eight legs? Then it must be a spider. That's right. It's a tiny spider. If you get a little closer, you'll be able to see what makes this spider so special. I think I'll pass on taking a closer look. Maybe you should too, B. Spiders like to eat insects like us for lunch. Or dinner. Or breakfast. The spider is very little. Even with its eight long legs, it's smaller than the eraser on the top of a pencil. Come in a little closer, Lauren. I promise you that this little spider doesn't bite. It's yellow, with black markings on its body. Oh my. The black markings look like... a face. I can see two eyes and a big smiling mouth, just like a little happy face emoji. Kalama, did you draw a happy face on that spider? No, I didn't have to. This spider is born with these marks. That's why it's called a happy face spider. They only live in Hawaii, but it's hard to find them here because they blend into the undersides of the leaves where they build their webs. That's called camouflage, right? C-A-M-O-U-F-L-A-G-E. Camouflage is when animals blend in with their surroundings so they can't be easily seen by other living things. Even if I draw a picture of this little spider, my friends won't believe that there's a spider that has a happy face painted on its abdomen. I wish I could take that little spider back home with me. Lauren, our island environment is precious and fragile. We ask visitors to be respectful and not to take any natural items like plants, flowers, fruit, bugs, or spiders as souvenirs. It's bad for the environment. And then there's also Pele's curse. What do you mean, Pele's curse? Hawaiians believe that Pele places a curse on anyone who takes anything native Hawaiian, like sand, rocks, plants, or insects away from Hawaii. But that's just part of the myth, right? I already- Here we are, the entrance to the Kazumura lava tubes. Just like he promised, my friend has left us everything that we will need for the next part of our adventure. First, we can put on long pants he left for us over our clothes. These pants will protect our legs from scrapes or cuts as we climb and hike through the lava tube. Volcanic rock can have sharp, glass-like edges. Sharp, glass-like edges? I thought you said that spelunking was going to be safe. Don't worry, Lauren. It will be, as long as we have the proper gear and we are careful. Now let's put on these sturdy hiking boots. They will protect our feet from the sharp lava rocks and keep us from slipping or falling on the wet and uneven surfaces in the cave. He also left us knee pads. They'll also protect us in the unlikely event that one of us does slip or fall. These knee pads are just like the ones that I wear when I'm roller skating or skateboarding. Now we can strap on our helmets. They'll protect our heads in case we fall, or in case anything falls on us. The helmets also have an attached light so that we can see in the dark cave. Without these helmet lights, there will be no light in the cave at all. We wouldn't even be able to see our hand if we rested it on our nose. Let's hurry up and get started. If we waste any more time, we may not be able to make it to the top of Kilauea today. I hate to rain on your parade, Reading Bug, but we need to be well rested for the next part of our adventure. I think we should pause here, have a snack, and drink some water before we start exploring the Kazumura lava tubes. We don't want to get too tired or dehydrated, do we? I agree. Don't go anywhere. The Reading Bug and I will be right back in just one minute.
Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Welcome back, reader. I'm so glad that you could join us for the second half of our volcano adventure. And what an adventure it's been. We've been traveling with our new friend, Kalama. Kalama is a volcanologist, so she knows a lot about volcanoes. That's right, Bug. Welcome back, reader. We've traveled through the Puna Rainforest to an entrance to the Casamura Lava Tubes, which are located inside Mount Kilauea. Kilauea is the only volcano on the big island of Hawaii that is currently erupting. In addition to being a volcanologist, which means she studies the science of volcanoes, Kalama is a native Hawaiian who knows a lot about Hawaiian mythology, stories that were created by ancient Hawaiians to explain things they didn't understand, like volcanoes. She's been telling us some really great stories. But now, we really need to get going. I told you, I want to see the lava at the mouth of Mount Kilauea today, so we really need to speed things up if we're going to have time to get to the lava tubes and see the lava flow. You're right, Bug. Now that we are rested, it's time to get going, so follow me and be careful. First, we need to turn on the lamps that are on the front of our helmets. It's going to be dark in the lava tubes, and these headlamps will help us see. Great job. Now, we need to climb a chain ladder down into the lava tube. Remember to hold on tight and don't touch anything. Lava rocks can be extremely sharp, and I don't want any of you to get hurt. Follow me. This chain ladder is pretty rickety, Kalama. Are you sure it's safe? This ladder is long, about 75 rungs, and steep. At times, it can be hard to get your footing on the ladder because the rungs are close to the wall of the cave. The ladder also swings slightly as you climb, but you should be safe as long as you pay attention and descend slowly and carefully. If you are afraid of heights, don't look down, but watch where you're going. Okay. I'm going down slowly, and I'm watching where I'm going, but I'm not looking down. I thought you said it's dark in caves, but there's plenty of light. I don't even need my headlamp to see. That's because there's still a lot of indirect light from the surface here at the entrance to the lava tubes. It's sort of like the soft glowing light that remains in the sky after the sun has set. Did you hear that? Is there something down there below us? This area right here by the entrance is easily accessible to critters, like rats and mongooses and even an occasional feral pig. But there aren't any bears or wolves or any more ferocious animals in Hawaii, so don't worry. 
Whatever's down there is probably more afraid of you than you would be of it. Kalama, look! The walls are sparkling. It looks like there are thousands of tiny white diamonds embedded in the wall. Those are gypsum crystals, not diamonds, but they are beautiful, aren't they? G-Y-P-S-U-M. Gypsum is a mineral with bendable crystals that is found in lava and other sedimentary rocks. Gypsum crystals are clear, but they sparkle when a light is shown on them. How did all those gypsum crystals get here? It also rains a lot in this part of the big island, and the lava rocks here absorb rainwater like a sponge. The water dissolves the softer minerals, like gypsum, in the rocks. When the water evaporates, gypsum crystals are left behind. Be careful not to touch them, though. They are so delicate that even a gentle touch or a single drop of water can destroy them. I read that the Casamora Lava Tube is the longest and deepest lava tube cave in the world. It's 40 miles long and goes as deep as 3,000 feet under the earth. That's right. Volcanologists estimate that the Kazumura lava tube was created by a volcanic eruption that took place between 400 and 500 years ago. Lava tubes like Kazumura are created when a shield volcano erupts and magma oozes out of the earth and slides down the side of the mountain. Air at the surface cools the top layer of the lava flow which forms a protective crust or tube around the hot lava inside. The hot lava inside the tube continues to flow down the mountain until all of the magma in the magma chamber is gone. So the lava tube is sort of like a subway tunnel that the hot lava travels through on its way down the mountain. Yes, that's a great way to think about it, Lauren. The hot lava continues to flow through the tube until it reaches the coast, where the lava eventually forms new land as it oozes into the Pacific Ocean. We finally reached the bottom of this rickety ladder. What do we do next? The only way to go from here is down. So we're going to climb down two more long chain ladders until we reach the main passage below us. Follow my headlamp as I point it toward the next ladder we're going to descend. Kalama, the cave walls down here are so colorful. It's incredible. The colors on the cave walls are created by minerals in the lava rocks. We already saw the white marks that were left when gypsum evaporated through the veins and cracks in the cave and created a white mosaic on the walls. The silvery streaks and dark red streaks on the walls come from magnesioferrite. Magnesio what? Spelling bee, I bet you can't spell that word. I bet I can. M-A-G-N-E-S-I-O-F-E-R-R-I-T-E. Magnesioferrite is an iron oxide mineral found in lava rocks. The green on the walls is a mineral called olivine. O-L-I-V-I-N-E. Olivine is an olive green colored mineral that is often found in lava. Have you noticed that it has gotten darker and darker as we climb further and further down into the lava tubes? As the light dims, there are fewer and fewer green plants because green plants need the sun to make their food. Without sunlight, there would be no green plants. When we reach the main passage at the bottom of these two ladders, we will be in the dark zone, where it is completely dark. So, no green plants can live in the dark zone because there's no light. Does anything live in the dark zone? Only troglobites. Troglobites. That sounds like a really scary creature. Are they like trolls or goblins or something even more alarming? Oh no, a troglobite isn't a monster. It's the name for animals that are specifically adapted to a cave environment. Sounds like a troll to me. 
<laughs> Troglobites are little creatures who underwent big evolutionary changes to adapt to life underground. Scientists used to believe that there were no living plants or animals in the dark zone, but then they discovered troglobites living in Hawaiian lava tubes, and it turned the biology world upside down. There aren't a lot of animals or plants in the dark zone, but there are a few. I don't see anything. They're hard to spot, but take a look at this little troglobitic spider. He's only about a half inch long. That's about the length between the tip of your pinky finger and the top knuckle of your pinky. His body is light brown, his bristly legs are orange, and his abdomen is white. Can you see anything that makes this spider different from his spider relatives that live above ground? I can't see his eyes. They must be somewhere, but I can't see them. Actually, he's called a no-eyed wolf spider because he doesn't have any eyes. No eyes? Wolf spiders that live above the ground have large eyes, but cave wolf spiders have completely lost their eyes because they didn't have any use for them. Instead, these spiders use their senses of smell, touch, and taste to find their prey. Prey? They kill prey with their venom, but don't worry, Lauren. Their venom is very weak and doesn't hurt humans at all. Now look over here where my headlamp is pointing. It looks like a piece of string hanging from the wall. It does, but it's a millipede that has also adapted to life in the dark zone. M-I-L-L-I-P-E-D-E. A millipede is a black bug that has lots of legs. But this bug isn't black. It's completely white. That's because this millipede not only lost its eyes as it adapted to life in the dark, it also lost the pigmentation that made it black. Cool, huh? I don't see any more bugs to show you, so let's walk through the lava tube to a chamber where I can show you some of the amazing features that you can find inside the lava tube. The Kazumura lava tube is called a master lava tube because you can find almost every type of lava tube feature in it. Look above you. Do you see the small, rounded, tipped bumps at the top of the cave? Yes. They remind me of icicles that form when snow melts, runs down the roof of the house, and then refreezes as it runs off the edge of the roof. Are those... icicles? Close. Those bumps are called lava-sickles. Just like icicles form when melted snow refreezes, lava-sickles form when lava drips from the roof of a cave and then hardens before it falls to the ground. Incredible! Lava-sickles! What are these longer pointy things hanging down from the top of the lava tube? Are they also lava-sickles? They are. These longer lava-sickles form when there are multiple volcanic eruptions that result in lava flowing through the same tube. Each flow coats and recoats some of the little lava-sickles with more and more material, causing the lava-sickles to grow bigger and longer. Some of the lava-sickles form sharp points that make them look more like shark teeth than icicles. That's why they are called shark teeth stalactites. Ooh, I just love that word. S-T-A-L-A-C-T-I-T-E. A stalactite is any formation that hangs from the ceiling of a cave. It's easy to remember that stalactites hang on from the ceiling because they have to hang on tight to stay up there. <laughs> I like that, B. And the formations on the floor of the lava tube are called stalagmites. But over here are my favorite. They're called lava roses. And they're pretty rare. Lava roses are formed when lava from a tube below fills up and then oozes through a small opening on the floor. As the lava bubbles up, it creates a rose-like shape like this one. Wow, the lava roses are really pretty. They sure are. 
But when are we going to get to see some actual lava flowing? There's so much more I'd like to show you. But you're right, Bug. We need to turn around if we're going to make it to the summit to see the lava flow today. I'll try to point out a few more features on the way back. I don't know. I'm really enjoying seeing all the amazing things in the lava tube. Can't we stay down here and learn more about the amazing creatures and rock formations? We can see the lava flow another day. Lauren, you know how much I want to see the eruption in the crater at the top of Kilauea. I've been trying to hurry us along all day, so we have time to see it. I think you're being selfish. If you weren't going so slow, we'd have plenty of time to get there. Just hurry up and let's get back to the surface like Kalama said. Reading Bug, I don't think it's fair for you to rush me. I told you, I'd like to take some more time down here. And I'm too tired to race back up the chain ladders. Ouch! Oh no, what happened? Did you hurt yourself, Lauren? I just tripped and fell, but I think I'm okay. Great, then get up and let's go. Ow, ouch, oh, no. I must have twisted my ankle. I can't stand on it and I think it's starting to swell. Ouch, if I try to stand it hurts, a lot. Now you've done it, Reading Bug. If you hadn't been rushing me, I wouldn't have fallen and hurt myself. This is all your fault. It's not my fault you fell. You should have been watching where you were going. And if you hadn't been so busy complaining about going to see the lava flow, you probably wouldn't have fallen in the first place. It's your fault. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I said I was tired, that's all. You're the one who made me fall. So it's your fault. No, it's not. I just wanted to see the eruption. You're the one who turned it into a big commotion. So it's your fault. It's not. You've been flying, so you weren't tired. But I've hiked all day and was about to expire. So it's your fault. You were greedy. You were needy. You were mean! You're the one who's making a scene! It's your fault you fell! You're the one to blame! You tripped! It's your fault! You're responsible! You should have been more thoughtful! Whoa! Lauren! Reading Bug! Calm down! This is no time to be fighting! We need to get out of the lava tube! And to do that, we're going to need to climb back up the ladders! Don't blow your top, Lauren! No need to explode, Reading Bug! Cool down, both of you! It wasn't anyone's fault! And we're lucky that Lauren wasn't injured more seriously! Grab onto this rope and let's work together to get out of here. I'll climb up the ladder and then we can all help pull Lauren up so she doesn't have to put weight on her hurt ankle. Is it my imagination or is the ground down here shaking? It's not your imagination. The ground is definitely shaking. What's happening, Kalama? I'm afraid we're having an earthquake and that's bad news for all of us. Bad news? Oh. Phew! The shaking stopped, so everything's going to be okay, right? Maybe. I mean, I hope so, but we can't be sure. There were lots of small earthquakes before Kilauea erupted the last time, and that quake was very strong. It could mean that the eruption is about to inflate or grow bigger and overflow the crater. But that means... Yes. If that happens and hot lava starts flowing down the mountain, it will be dangerous for everyone and everything in its way. And it will be really dangerous for us unless we can get out of the lava tube before it starts to fill with boiling lava. Well, how much time do we have? Another earthquake. I don't know how much time we have, but I'd guess that we don't have much. But I'm injured. There's no way I can run or even walk fast with a sprained ankle. It's okay, Lauren. We'll climb up now and pull you up as soon as we get to the top. Reader, reading bug, spelling bee, follow me. Lauren, just stay where you are. Stay where I am? This is all your fault, reading bug. Even if we get out of the lava tube, we may wind up getting hurt by the hot lava flowing down the mountain. And all because you wanted to see the erupting volcano. 
I didn't make you fall, and I certainly didn't cause this eruption. That's nobody's fault except yours. Mine? How could I be responsible for the eruption overflowing the crater? Because you ate the berries. I saw you. You ate some, even though Kalama warned us that Pele gets angry when tourists do that. You're the one that made Pele blow her top. The... the... berries? I didn't mean to. I didn't think! Another earthquake! We need to get out of here! That sounded like a thunderclap. And the only cause of thunder is... lightning! Kalama, I think I read that Pele is also the goddess of lightning. Is that right? It is, Bug. But surely, it can't be. Where is the girl who stole from me? I, I only took a small handful of berries. I, I just wanted to taste them. They look so delicious. And besides, it was before I knew- The girl who stole from me is inside my volcano even now, isn't she? I am getting very angry. In fact, I'm about to blow my top. What should we do? I didn't mean to. I can't believe it's actually Pele. We can't let her punish Lauren. Goddess Pele, the girl's name is Lauren and she is here with us, but she didn't know any better. And she is very, very sorry. I am, I am very, very sorry. Bring her to me now. We can't. Lauren has sprained her ankle, Goddess Pele. It will take a while for us to help her get out of the cave. No, wait. Just promise me that she is coming. Lauren, Pele is not going to leave until you go to her. But if you don't go to her, she's likely to blow her top. And the hot lava will stream down the mountain, destroying everything and everyone in its path, including us. Maybe we can calm Paley down before she has a meltdown. Reader, what do you think we can do to help her calm down? I have an idea. You do? What is it? You told us that Paley gets very angry when people take her rocks and sand, plants and animals, and she places a curse on those who take them. The curse can last for days, months, and even years, and the only way to break it is to return the stolen items to Paley. Maybe if Lauren returns the berries she took to Paley, the curse will be broken and Paley won't explode in anger. But I... I ate the berries! I didn't know about Pele and the curse, and I ate them. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset Pele, and I didn't mean to ruin our adventure and put you all at risk. It's okay, Lauren. We may still have a chance. Do you have any of the berries left? Hawaiians believe that it's okay to eat ohalo berries as long as you toss a few of them into the crater for Pele. Oh, well, yes, I do. I put two in my pocket for later, before I knew about Pele's curse. Here they are. I'm afraid they're a little squished from being in my pocket for so long, though. But we're not near the crater, Kalama. How are we supposed to throw the berries in? You're right, Bee. We're not near the crater, but Pele herself is right here. If we hand over the berries here, we'll have to hope it'll be good enough. What if it isn't? Let's not think about that, Bug. Goddess Pele, please take these berries from us as an apology for an honest mistake. I will climb out of the lava tube to deliver them to you. You are not the girl. I asked you to bring her to me and nothing else will do. You are trying my patience. Oh, please. Please, Goddess Pele, don't hurt my friends because of my mistake. They want to return the items that I took, and I can't climb because my ankle is hurt. You were supposed to bring all oh, hello berries to me before you ate any of them. 
This is the rule. I know that now, but I didn't know it when I ate them. They looked so delicious, and I was so hungry. Can you try to understand? Do you remember the promise that you made to your sister not to blow your top? If you can accept my apology to you, forgiving me will set you free too. You promised Hiaka you would not blow your top, but my actions today made it hard for you to stop. When anger grows, it can destroy the things we lava. That's why we should always try to be kind to one another. Remember that your anger at your sister did not stop until you had blown your top, destroyed her home, and turned Hapoe into stone. But in spite of what you put her through, Hiaka forgave as she declared that she would always lava you. Believe me when I tell you that I want to make amends. And if you can forgive me, I will always be your friend. I do remember my promise, Lauren, and I remember how much I hurt my sister. To think I nearly blew my top over a, a couple of berries. How foolish. Thank you for helping me calm down. I won't blow my top today. You and all the other people, plants, and animals that live near my mountain home are safe. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Well, at least we're out of harm's way. But now I suppose we have to head for home. And we won't be able to see the eruption at the top of Kilauea like I wanted to. I'm honored that you'd like to see the eruption. It's at the top of the volcano in the crater where I live. Would you like me to take you there now? It's a beautiful sight to see. You won't regret it. Thank you so much for the invitation. We had really hoped to see the lava flow, but it's getting late. And I still can't really step on my hurt ankle. Perhaps it's better if we just head for home. Reading Bug, can you please get the magic book bag ready? Go home? Kalama, can you please inform Lauren that I heard her request, but I still want to see the eruption? It's only late now because she wasted all our time when she stole the berries from Pele. Inform me? Well, could someone please inform the Reading Bug that we would have had plenty of time to see the eruption if she hadn't caused me to trip and fall? I did not make you fall. You did that all by yourself. Whoa, Lauren, Reading Bug, keep cool. Weren't you paying attention to the story of me and Hiaka? You both need to cool down and remember that you are best friends. One little argument shouldn't change that. They're right. You both could have handled things better, you know. Bug, you shouldn't have asked Lauren to go so quickly. She was interested in the lava tubes and wanted to keep exploring. And Lauren, you should have listened to the reading bug and supported her in finding a way to see the lava flowing from the top of Kilauea like she wanted to. Be like Pele. Don't blow your tops and forgive one another already. Spelling bee, of course you're right. I'm sorry that I caused this fight. Bug, I hope you can excuse me and accept my sincere apology. My actions today caused a hullabaloo that I'm really sorry to have put you through. Anger destroys the things we lava. I was a hothead and caused this drama. You are my best friend and I lava you, no matter what you say or do. You are not the only one at fault. My actions made you overwrought. Kalama told us to be careful, but my rush put you in peril. Because I can fly, I did not see that going fast could cause you injury. Anger destroys the things we lava. I was a hothead and caused this drama. You are my friend and I lava you, no matter what you say or do. Believe in me and I'll believe in you. You lava me and I lava you too. Don't blow your top. Make those angry feet.
think it's time for us to go home too. It has been a long, long day. We can go home and see the eruption in Kilauea's crater bug. We can? Yes! We'll go up over the crater on our way home in your magic book bag. Of course! I can't believe I didn't think of that before. Thank you, Lauren. I'm really sorry for blowing my top today. Me too, Bug. I won't let it happen again. Magic book bag, take us home! Look, the book bag is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That's right. Now, on the count of three, let's take three giant jumps and hop into my book bag together. Ready? One, two, three, jump! We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. Reading bug, Kalama, reader, that was a spectacular adventure. And now as we float up into the sky and over Mount Kilauea, we'll get a bird's eye view of the eruption in the Hanamaumau crater. I'm so happy that you're getting to see the eruption, reading bug. I am too. It's more ferocious and more beautiful than I imagined. The molten lava is boiling in the crater while sparks of fire light up the sky. But I'm even happier that we made up and that we are still the very best of friends. Adventuring wouldn't be the same without you, Lauren. I think I'm going to draw a picture of you and me, best friends forever, in the book bag. Looking out at the eruption in the Hanamamau crater. Great idea, Bug. Reader, what pictures will you draw of our adventure today? Let's be sure to illustrate everything we saw and experienced today to help our friends and family remember that although we may have differences, we can all find ways to get along. Yes, yes, yes. And Reader, if you enjoyed today's adventure and want to learn more about volcanoes, geology, or Hawaiian myths, you can read any of the books in my book set. A complete list can be found at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. Hey, we're back! You're right, Bug. We're back home, safe and sound. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane, build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. Thank you for joining us on our adventure today, reader. The Reading Bug, Spelling Bee, Kalama, and I have to go now. But we can't wait to see you next time on our next Reading Bug adventure. Bye-bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye. It's a Reading Bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip. 
thanks to all of our individual sponsors. If you are interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe Savage, Riley Savage, Gabby Melendez, and Caitlin Savage. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Friends, are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
Thank you.